Welcome to the Wedding Digest by Wedbooker, the podcast that covers the exciting, challenging, and sometimes stressful aspects of planning a wedding, bringing you inspiration and advice from a wedding planner and other industry guests to help you save time, money, and your sanity. Brought to you by wedbooker.com, the place to book your dream wedding team with over 400 professional suppliers and venues at your fingertips. Hello, welcome to episode two of The Wedding Digest. I'm Lucy, a producer-presenter and an absolute sucker for a wedding dance floor. And I'm joined by Ali, a wedding planner, goddess, yes, I'm calling you a goddess, with a decade of experience creating dream wedding days and fancy events. What a job. But Ali, it's not all about getting glammed up and drinking French champagne. Oh my gosh, I wish. Firstly, thank you for calling me a wedding goddess. I will wear that hat with pride for the rest of our podcast. You're welcome. But it isn't all glitz and glamour. Unfortunately, on my end, there is so much planning. There is time. There are templates and project plans and sometimes even a little bit of stress, but it's all worth it in the end. Watching a wedding come to life, I tell you what, there is absolutely nothing better. In the end, there will always be French champagne for a job well done. Everything tastes better after a job well done, especially French champagne. And I guess that's why we're here on The Wedding Digest as well, helping you to navigate your way seamlessly through that wedding planning process. And one of those not so fun things to do, but probably one of the most important, Ali, is planning a budget for your wedding day. Oh, definitely. I think we need to dedicate this whole episode to budgeting because it is a really big one. I do promise next week we'll bring in an amazing guest though. Yes. No, I'm excited for that. We've already got them locked in and I can't wait to tell you guys who will be joining us. But first, let's focus on today's episode. What we're going to cover is why you need a budget, how you decide what that budget is, how to stick to it and what the big ticket costs are. And of course, how to avoid being stung by the wedding inflation price. Let's get into it. Okay. So Ali, before a bride and groom start planning their wedding, you need a budget. Why is it so important to have a budget? I think it's really important to sit down with your partner and decide what you're both comfortable with spending. Weddings can blow out really quickly and you need to know what the parameters are for your budget. I always suggest to couples that are in the early stages of planning when we're sitting down to talk about a budget that you decide on a range. So it might be you're looking at spending X to X and you've got, you know, a 10% range in the middle there rather than a set bigger. If you trying to work to $20,000 to the dollar, it can be a little bit challenging to then fit exactly to that. Whereas if you give yourself a buffer on either side, then as you start planning the wedding day, it can get a little bit easier and you've actually got that room to move. It's also a big thing of who's paying for what. Some couples are lucky enough to have their parents offering to help them out financially, which is amazing. Thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. All those parents out there that help us along the way. So greatly appreciated. But you also need to be clear with them what that actually looks like and how much they're comfortable contributing. So if mum or dad say they're happy to give you 50% of the wedding cost, in their mind, 50% might be that 20,000. In your mind, that 50% might be 50,000 or 100,000. I wish. Then the budget will also help you determine what venue options are right for you, what suppliers are right for you, what your wedding might look like, if it's DIY, if it's all inclusive. So I think having that budget not only helps you to manage all the relationships around you, but then also helps you build out what your wedding can and will look like. How do you decide what your budget is if you're unsure of what things are going to cost? I think first, it is what you're comfortable with spending on your big day. And then from there, it's a little bit of a chicken and an egg. 
one of the big variable costs you're going to have is how many guests you invite. So when you're looking at a venue, you might have one particular space in mind that you absolutely love. That space might fit 120 people and you might only be looking to invite 60. They might have a minimum spend, which means you have to spend a certain amount in that space to have exclusive hire for that night. The minimum spend is usually based around the average number of people they have in the space. This venue we're talking about would have a minimum spend based around the 120. So if you've only got 60, you might end up just giving that venue 60 times the value of the people you have there and not actually getting anything from it. So I think working out how many people you want to invite and what venue is going to be suitable for that will definitely help you determine what the budget is and then what venues are going to be suitable for you. Get as many quotes as you can. When it comes to suppliers, speak to at least minimum three florists, send them mood boards of exactly what you want and receive their costings and then compare them all. You can even play them off each other a little bit. They won't mind at all. You can say, I got a quote from X and it's come in a couple of thousand dollars cheaper than what yours is. Why is that? And let them explain why. They will usually have a very valid reason, but then it's up to you to determine if you would like to go for that more expensive florist for that reason. It might be that they guarantee a delivery time or they guarantee you get that beautiful rose in that specific color that you wanted, and that might be worth it to you. So chat to them all and do make sure you do all of your research and that will then help you decide exactly what your budget looks like. The other big thing is, is your wedding dress included in your budget? I personally vote no, but that's totally up to you. (laughs) I'm with you there. So what if you've got a more obvious budget in mind? Like this is all I can afford, so it has to fall into that budget. If you've got a budget in mind, you might want to speak to an expert or speak to a few venues and find out what the costing is per person and start from there. If you are speaking to a wedding planner, they'll be able to tell you which venues to go to. Or if you go onto a platform like Wedbooker, you can then put in the capacity of people you're looking for and the budget you have, and it will come back with some venue suggestions for you. So if you are on a set figure or you're trying to stay within a certain amount, then do that research on the front end and then work backwards. So find out where you want to start from, what your venue is, and then work with your suppliers from there. Once you've got those big ticket costs booked in, you can then speak to the makeup artists, the photographers, the florists, and give them a parameter that you want them to spend within to make sure you stay within that set budget. That's really good advice. What are your other tips for sticking to a budget? Research, 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 quotes and comparisons every time. As we said before, I'm a seasoned event professional. I've been doing this for years. I will never go to one single set supplier and get a single quote for any job. Even as someone who's been doing this for a decade, literally, that's scary, (laughs) I will get at least two quotes for everything. If you don't have something to compare it to, you don't actually know where it sits. So number one tip is get those quotes in, compare them and ask questions. Then having an amazing budget template or document where everything can sit in the one place. We've all been there, whether it be for your wedding planning, a home renovation, or just planning an outfit for the weekend where you say, I want to spend X and you start buying things. And then you look back over your credit card two weeks later and go, hold on a second, how did that add up so quickly? If you aren't tracking those costs, it's really easy for things to blow out. So get yourself an amazing template or get yourself some sort of budget document and keep everything in there. Make sure that stays live. So you're updating that as soon as any quotes come through, as soon as you pay any deposits. So it's always up to date. If you've got a line item in that budget, 
and you don't know what that's going to cost at the very beginning, if you're trying to build out your cost for the entire wedding, put in an estimate. So I know in the last ep we talked about booking buses and transport between the ceremony and the reception. If you're not sure if you want that and you don't know if you need it, maybe just put $200 in that line item for transport and then you can remove it later if you don't need it rather than being stung by that as an additional cost at the very last minute. Talking about wedding costs, what are some of the big ticket wedding costs? I mean, dress, obviously, but as we said, that lives outside the budget. Totally. And then it is the venue. The venue is always going to be one of your highest costs. They'll come with things like minimum spends. As I explained a little bit before, a minimum spend is something that you have to spend from there up to have that venue as an exclusive hire for that day. The minimum spend will usually be covered by catering cost per person, whether you're paying you know, $50 a head or $250 a head for your guests. And then some will also have venue hire fees. A venue that has a venue hire fee will usually have additional inclusions in there for you. So to make sure you get the most out of these big ticket costs like your venue, have a look at what's included. So actually read that contract. This is one you want to read with a fine tooth comb because there are things in there that will save you money. AV is a huge one. Some of the venues that have been wedding spaces for you know more than a year or two or have been doing this for a while are likely to have in-house AV and it is likely to be sufficient for your wedding, which means you don't have to hire in extra speakers. You don't have to hire in a microphone. You might not have to hire in decks for your DJ. They might already have that in-house and that is already included in the fee you're paying to the venue. So use it if it's there. That's amazing. And wedding venues usually quite forthcoming with what they do have on site and what they can offer. Or do you have to generally inquire about those sort of things that do come and are included in the contract? Some venues are definitely more forthcoming than others. It really depends on how good the venue manager is that you're speaking to. I've had some really amazing ones in the past where the venues will actually send you a list of everything they have for you and then you can just build from there. Others might have it and just forget to tell you if you're dealing with a new venue manager or someone who might have only just started in the last couple of weeks, they might not be aware themselves of what the venue has on offer just yet. So always ask the question. If you can't see it in your contract, if they have AV, or if you can't see it in the contract that they have square tables or round tables or rectangle tables or you know a dance floor space that might already be included, ask the question. And if they don't have it included in their contract or in the venue hire, ask them who their suggested suppliers are. Their suggested suppliers have always worked with that venue before, which means they know the space and it kind of removes any room for error for them not knowing the dimensions of the space or how that system might work. Oh, that's good. I like that. Okay. So the number one big ticket item, as you say, or big ticket wedding cost, as you say, is the venue. What are the other costs that we may not be aware of that you know do tend to blow up the budget a little bit? Flowers is probably the next one. I think whenever we think wedding, we all think of that beautiful floral installation and you can't really have your dream wedding without your dream flowers as well. And we get really stuck on the flowers and it's something that we want to build into our dream and make sure it looks exactly like our Pinterest board, which I get, I did it too, but that can add up really quickly. So I think this is where it comes back around to chat to a few different suppliers, speak to at least three different florists. I always suggest maybe speaking to a florist that's local to the area as well. Speak to one that might be in your main city or that one of your friends has used before that you trust and love, but then do speak to a local smaller business. They're the ones that will reduce any of the travel costs for you. And again, they might've worked with that venue before. So they might already know that the rigging exists in the roof and what they can work with to then reduce the costs for you from a floral installation point of view. That makes sense. 
So the other big question is, and I wish I knew the answer to this before I planned my wedding. How do you avoid being stung by the wedding inflation price? Oh, it's a big one. As soon as you say I'm having a wedding, I feel like things can just double. It happens to everyone. So if you're listening to this and you've already been married and you got stung by that, don't feel bad. It happens to 99% of people. I think the two little tips in this one would be try and work with small businesses, newer companies and freelancers. The companies you see that are really well established often have a higher price just because of their brand. It's kind of like buying a Chanel bag. It's always going to be more expensive because it's Chanel. So think about if it's worth it to you to go to that wedding supplier because of their brand, or if you're willing to give maybe a smaller business support local or an upcomer a go, you will then reduce the cost significantly. The other big one and the one that is always guaranteed to work is a wedding planner. I think people hear the word wedding planner and think dollar signs. It's really expensive. My wedding's not that big. It's not that luxurious. I probably don't need one. Wedding planners probably aren't as expensive as what people might think. They also have great relationships with different suppliers. As I said to you before, I'm speaking to my suppliers for all the weddings that we're working with at the moment weekly. And there are a few different suppliers in each of the categories. So I have great relationships with them. I know the going rates. They can't cheat me out with that W word because I know what's normal and what's not. I know what they've done before and I know what can be done. I can also negotiate with them if I'm doing a few weddings around the same time and bundle together the prices. So you actually are receiving a discount on top of what their normal rate would be. And I think having that experience from a wedding planner will actually help you reduce costs and you won't be paying those inflated prices. And I know a wedding planner might cost you a few thousand dollars in the beginning and it looks really scary when you're adding that to the budget. But just remember, it can reduce your cost in the long run. You will probably save at least a few thousand dollars by having them there to negotiate with all your suppliers and find you the best suppliers, plus stress. I mean, you can't put a price on saving yourself all that stress. To be honest, I really wish I did have a wedding planner for my own wedding as well for that reason in that I just didn't know what things were going to cost and I didn't know when the quotes I got back were right or whether they were inflated. Like I played nearly $1,000 for a wedding cake and I I think now I'm like, how ridiculous. (laughs) Why, Why did I spend all that money on a cake? And you would be surprised, Luce, that is the number one thing as a wedding planner I hear. People saying, I received a quote, I didn't know if that was normal or not, so I just paid it. And that's where your wedding planner can step in and say, hold on a second, that's outrageous. It shouldn't cost that much. Either that supplier can do better or we can find probably a better quality wedding cake at a cheaper price if we go to person X. And I think the the wedding planner, as I said, it can be really scary to be paying them up front and trying to hide that in your budget can be really tough. But then at least you know you haven't paid an inflated price on any of your other suppliers, whether it be your makeup artist or your florist or your photographer. Yeah, I love that. That makes so, so much sense. I think in terms of budget, you've given a really good overview of why you need one, how you land on your budget, how you stick to it, the things that are going to cost more, and also how to avoid being stung by the W word too. Is there anything else that you thought we missed that we might need to cover? No, I think that if you've got a template, put it in the one space, grab your quotes, keep them together and sit down and chat to your family. I mean, that's the best way to build a budget, find a budget and stick to a budget. Do you have a budget plan, an Excel sheet that you use? 
Yeah, I do. Like I've got one that I have been tweaking and tweaking and tweaking for the last 10 years. It is my absolute Bible. And I build out one for every single couple I work with. It actually now lives with Wedbooker. So if you're booking in for any of the Wedbooker concierge packages, you get my entire wedding budgeting plan as a part of that. Ali, thank you for all those tips. They were so, so incredibly insightful. I hope you guys found them insightful as well. We will make sure we include all of Ali's budgeting tips on the Wedbooker site in the Wedding Digest show notes. So it'll all be there if you want to go back and reference them. Thanks again, Ali. Ask Ali. Okay, so Ali, Amy from the New South Wales Central Coast has DM'd us. She said, do I need to include a dress code on the invitation? This is a good one. This is a great question and it might be controversial, but my answer is yes, always. Save your guests those millions of pre-wedding texts going back and forward wondering what to wear. I mean, we all do it anyway. I know I'm always messaging my girlfriends before a wedding, asking them what they're wearing to make sure that you know I'm in the right dress code as well. Dress codes can be confusing, so try and make it as clear as you can. I was one of those tricky people that went for lounge suit. What does lounge suit mean? It's so confusing. Yeah, lounge suit sits somewhere between formal and casual because I didn't want people to be in short dresses, but I didn't want people to be all in ties. So I thought lounge suit sat in the middle. That makes sense. I went with formal because I wanted everyone to be in ties. Yeah, well, that works. I mean, you were so much nicer to your guests than I was. (laughs) (laughs) I think I would be so confused with that. But you do need to include a dress code, right? Yes, always have a dress code. Okay, perfect. All right. Another question. This is from Steph in Adelaide. Is a wedding rehearsal dinner necessary and who is invited to that? Mm, I think, look, not necessary, but a nice to have. If you want to have a dinner the night before, I think it's always a lovely idea and it can look like whatever you want it to look like. Some people do a really formal wedding rehearsal dinner, which is beautiful. Some people do a more casual one, which I think works. So make it look like whatever you want it to look like or just have your girlfriends over the night before. If you are going to have a rehearsal dinner, I would say invite your bridal tribe, both his and hers, maybe your fam and the closest to you or extend it out as far as you want. Really, whoever you want to be there for your last like single lady night with your husband and his mates before you guys tie the knot. What is the tradition behind wedding rehearsals? I don't know the tradition behind it, but I think the purpose of it is you've got to make sure you have the actual wedding rehearsal the day before, which is where you go with a bridal tribe to the ceremony location and walk through what's going to happen on the day. So you'll walk in the right spot. And then it's kind of nice to have a dinner and a champagne and a bit of a celebration on the last night before you become a married couple. Okay, perfect. No, I think you answered that. Hopefully that helped Steph in Adelaide. Thank you for joining us again on The Wedding Digest. We do hope that was helpful in creating your wedding budget. Make sure you DM us via our Instagram page at Wedbooker if you have any more questions or if you want to feature in our Ask Ali segment. Next week, it's a good one. We're talking about something a little bit more fun, Ali. Yes. So we'll be focusing on wedding venues next week. So you have a vision, but how do you choose the right venue to match that? And what are the main things you need to consider when landing that perfect wedding venue? Yeah, exactly. It is a big one and I cannot wait to tackle that one with you. We also have a surprise guest on the show and a good friend of yours. Yes, I cannot wait to introduce you to them. I'm going to keep it a secret for now, but I'm excited and I cannot wait to dive into a bit of an interview with them next week. Perfect. All right, guys, thanks again for tuning in. We'll be back in your ears soon. Thanks for listening to the Wedding Digest podcast brought to you by Wedbooker. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast. And let us know what you think by leaving a review. You can also find us on the gram at Wedbooker to start planning your dream wedding or for one-on-one wedding advice from Ali, head to wedbooker.com where you'll also find show notes, 
and more info on any of our amazing guests and suppliers.